Recorded live at 4 Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Hello. It's Zed Games. And uh, I hear something somewhat strange. Uh, is that a new voice? There's a new voice in the studio. Indeed it is. Who are you? <laughs> How did you get in here? Well, I had to duck through the door, so that's the first sign of who I am. My name is Peter. Welcome, Peter. Why don't Hello. we introduce ourselves to the listeners? That's true. <laughs> that's true. We also have names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Zara. I'm Maylee. And I'm Peter. And we're Zed Games. Indeed. Hell yeah. Oh, I am... So excited. Not only do we have Peter with us as a new voice for the crew, we've also got... Sorry, Maylee. Remind me again. What do we have tonight? We got news, reviews, gaming discussions. Oh, my we got goodness. Definitely uh, feast is... for the years there. How is everyone doing tonight? Damn, damn well today. Yeah. It's going pretty all right. Yeah. It's not a particularly cold day here in Brisbane, so... Uh, it's nice to get out and about, but uh, nice to be here in the studio with you girls as well. I, I think the monster drink just kicked in, and I feel my heart racing. Can I say, I can definitely see the energy <laughs> just pounding through your temple. I, right I was here. just really excited, but now I'm like, oh, far out. I really chugged that can. Ooh. <laughs> but that's okay. That is okay. That is okay. Because you got energy for games. I got energy for games. You know Go what all night, 3 a.m., yeah. 4 a.m. gaming session. You guys played anything interesting recently? Oh, I am mostly just working on my uni stuff at the moment, but I have been quite enjoying the uh, Overwatch 2 beta that recently came out, in addition to uh, a bit of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Ooh. Ooh. I reckon we could talk a little bit more about that later. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Pick Um, pick your brain. Ooh. Combination of D&D and video games is never a bad thing. I'm so glad we got you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I reckon it's time for some news. I think you might be right. Let's dive in. This week in gaming news, Indonesia bans Steam. As Indonesia rolls out new content moderation laws, many online services have been affected, including Steam, PayPal, Epic Games, and even Yahoo. Companies that are considered private electronic system providers have to register with the Indonesian government's database to operate in the country. Any companies that fail to do so by 27th July have been banned. Aside from making it challenging for those in Indonesia to access video games, the requirement is part of an overarching law that is intended to allow the Indonesian government to obtain data about users and remove content that disturbs public order. Microsoft, Google, Apple, TikTok, Netflix, Spotify and many other service providers have successfully registered a license, allowing them to continue to operate. As of now, Valve is attempting to comply with the requirements and PayPal has been temporarily unblocked. Steam bans award logos. The practice of putting award logos in review scores and key art on Steam is coming to an end. Valve is introducing new rules for the store key art or store graphical assets, prioritizing cleaner images for the storefront. Review scores, award names, and promotion of a different product are all banned starting from September 1st. If developers want to promote a major update, they can use artwork overrides, which slaps a separate layer over existing images. Val states that the move is prompted not only to reduce visual clutter, but also to avoid review scores that may be outdated, or even the sketchy practice of making up award names to make a game look a little fancier. 
Diablo Immortal player is alone. Diablo Immortal has been having some bad press, but now the focus is on a player who has spent 142,000 Australian dollars on their MMORPG, effectively locking them out of the game. Diablo Immortal's system allows players to invest financially in order to upgrade their character, a system often called pay to win, and it definitely works. Now this player's barbarian is so overpowered that he has won hundreds of matches against other players with very, very few losses. As a result, the game simply will not match him with another player, as there are simply none who could be fairly matched against him. The player has contacted Blizzard hoping for a way to resolve this problem. However, an upcoming event called the Rite of Exile, he is unable to assist his clan, and with being stuck in matchmaking purgatory, he is unable to even qualify. He isn't exactly being met with sympathy, with some players saying that he got what he paid for. And now for some upcoming games. August 4th brings Hardware 2 for the PC, Turbo Golf Racing for the PC, Xbox Series X and Xbox One. August 9 brings Thymesia for the PC, PS5 and Xbox Series X. Two Point Campus for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One and Switch. August 10th we'll see Lost in Play for the PC and Switch. August 11th brings Arcade Paradise for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One and Switch, and Call to the Land for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One and Switch. That's it this week in gaming news. Okay, so past me didn't do enough research into video game news. <laughs> first, first, I want to say thank you for bringing us the news. I feel informed. But not informed enough. No, <laughs> There's more. I think most people would live happily without this knowledge, but oh, yeah. it's worth mentioning. It's pretty it's pretty funny. Uh, why don't you explain? Okay, so I noticed that something I've seen a lot of discussion about in the past week was missing in the news, and that was the Sims Bugs debacle. And they've released a new <laughs> DLC, which I believe is the High School Days or High School Something DLC, and it has bugged out... a lot of the game and really bad bugs, characters acting in weird ways. Specifically and this is what most people are complaining about is there's a lot of incest happening in The Sims right now. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of screwed up the relationships uh, code a bit. Something in the base code. One example I saw was a ghost of an elderly man who wanted to make his great-great granddaughter who was a baby his girlfriend and i i just don't know how that gets released it's a little funny it's it is funny. It's, a, it's funny but also like how because how does that even get through how does that how do they not pick that how do they not go they didn't do enough quality testing obviously but i feel like any play testing would have depo- because apparently these problems are rampant it is not a rare. Yeah, for definitely something that comes up so often since the relaunch of the expansion sort of idea. It's yeah. it should have been picked up much earlier on in the QA testing. That's so stupid. So now you all know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forget whatever I was talking about in the news. That's <laughs> I don't care about Steam. I don't care if it's blocked or whatever they're doing. I don't care if they're decluttering their storefront or I don't. I was going to make fun of the Diablo player, but nah. We can do that. We can we make can fun of him. Somebody call the Wambulance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
the amount of money that that dude spent it's on that just, one game. Like, I don't want to sound like my mom, but it is just wasteful. Like, <laughs> there's so much, I don't know, could have bought, I'm just thinking it, like, could have bought several cars for that money. Could have bought, buy a house. Could buy the new Sims DLC. Could buy the new Sims DLC. <laughs> Could have bought a whole QA team to test that. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the amount of money that he spent on that, he could have funded a two-person indie team to make his own. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Now he's like, oh, should I? Oh, looks like I'm going to have to. Re- can I refund my my barbarian? And it's like, well, buddy, just I don't know. Have a new hobby. Okay. Go, go and start a new account. Yeah. Just go you got a, yourself. Go and be a puffer smurf. <laughs> yeah. You made your bed now. Anyway. <laughs> Enjoy it. Work with the devs. Like, I'm all for funding games and having microtransactions in games when they're cosmetics and things like that. But like, it can be fun. It, it can, can be. be even be somewhat rewarding, you know? Like, yeah. if you're, like, a kid and you're like, if I mow the lawn, can I buy that new Fortnite skin? And your mum's like, okay. And then you can show off your new Fortnite skin to all your friends and your friend's like, wow. Yep. Like, that could be the situation. But no, it's this man spends so much money he can't play the game. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Maylee. I'm Zara. And I'm Peter. And we're here in the studio to talk about Peter. Yes. First of all, what's your star sign? I am a Leo. A Leo. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. My birthday is next Friday. Oh. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm turning 35 and uh, not another inch shorter since I was 16. Hang on, I'm making a note. Well, I I know this is about you, but now I'm curious, Sarah, what's your star sign? I'm going to know. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> you look like a Scorpio. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what are you? Guess. Gemini? No, Virgo. but I can see that. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. <sighs> okay, <sighs> yeah. Okay, yep, yeah, I see that. I see that. I mean, like, <laughs> no, look, it doesn't really mean much unless you have, like, the whole, like, big six and you have the uprising and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's when you start getting to... <laughs> We're not here to talk about star signs. We're here to talk about video <laughs> games. Someone okay. make a star sign video game so we can talk about. It. I'm sure that's a wait. We'll find wait. that. It'll okay, be a future my next thing. Project. Yeah. We'll do a prototype of it for next week. Oh, okay. Peter, talk about talk about uh, games. Games you like. Um, well, I think of, I know there's a Zara game that has star think. signs in it. So, uh, what's your favorite game? My favorite game of all time is one back on the PlayStation One called Legend of Dragoon was uh, released in conjunction in the same sort of time period as Final Fantasy VII was. And uh, yeah, it was a fantastic storyline with some really great combat and turn-based, just like Final Fantasy VII, but it had an interesting mechanic where it had almost quick-time events on every attack. So yeah, uh, kept you engaged, kept you going to be able to do extra damage and things like that as well. But really, really great story uh, for this game. Yeah. Legend of Dragoon. Yes, Legend of Dragoon. There's uh, unfortunately not on the PlayStation Store at the moment. It's mm. uh, only on the US one. For some reason, they didn't release it in the European Australian region. Darn you, US! Yeah. Give us games. We deserve games. Just because we're on a different time zone, we're across an ocean, doesn't mean we can't play video games. Just that's that's just how I feel about that. Yep. You're mad tonight. <laughs> I don't why it's that it's not it's that it's that energy drink i had yeah it's it's turned me into am i an angry gamer i don't know are you i don't know I don't maybe she's just getting a little bit of monster in her mm. are you an angry gamer peter no most of the time i am level-headed and more of what they uh team captain is what a lot of people refer to me as 
Uh, so I'm level-headed, can analyze situations and be able to respond and give direction to the rest of my team and whatnot. Specifically, uh, Overwatch recently, I am now the captain of a six-person team. So, yeah. Hang on, uh, let's clap. Wait, wait, weren't you just telling me earlier about how you are the in an Overwatch match that's like going pretty badly? You do turn into oh, a little yeah. bit of a bit of a what's the word grump? Yeah, no. Pickup games will definitely put me over the edge when people don't communicate, especially in a competitive match, because the whole point is to win. Hmm. And people don't communicate. They don't listen. They don't respond. And then they start flaming their own team for absolutely no reason. Just sets me over the edge. And it's just like, why? I never got that whole, like... I've been in more than uh, more than a few matches that have gone pretty badly. And, you know, had less than ideal teammates. But, you know, I will just sort of grump about it in my own voice chat with my own friends. It's like, hey, I think Ghost Rider 69 over there is a bit of a dummy... That's a, that's a, that's the so probably a bit dumbed down. <laughs> yeah, um, radio safe. But like you know, in the in the actual beep, like beep, beep, game beep, chatter beep. stuff, I'll be like, "GG, next time." My insults are a little bit more intelligent, I'd guess. Uh, especially when people tell me I suck, I tell them twenty bucks, and uh, when Ooh, I beat them by the end of the match, I go, cheap. "My prices went up." Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that one, actually. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Flame people's intelligence by uh, just doing better than them. That's the best way to insult them. So, yeah. like uh, competitive games, though, as well. Yeah, uh, I love my quick play. I love to being able to just jump in with friends and have a little bit of stupid fun. But uh, competitive, specifically with Overwatch, is where a lot of people enjoy. And do a bit more serious gaming, I guess. Yeah. Because people are designed to be there to win. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love a competitive plus, game. Plus, with the gameplay being able to go be both on attack on and defense, uh, it gives you the opportunity that even though you may not be winning on attack, you've got that better opportunity to play defensively and whatnot as well. So yeah. having that both sides really appeals to me. It can be a really, really satisfying experience. Even if you don't win, like if you know that you've had good communication and that everyone was doing their bit and just like pretty much just like bouncing off each other in terms of like teamwork Hmm. and even if you still lose it's still like well that's just because the other team was better yep or it just it just wasn't our day yeah no the some of the best games i've had are where you've had really great communication you're having a lot of fun you still lose but you know you played really well yeah and it's just like that team was better or that person was specifically better for whatever role they were playing so yeah it's a really nice feeling to be able to like just send a very genuine Good game. Yeah. Into a the genuine chat. GG is yeah. a really good feeling. You're just like, yeah, I feel good about that one. Yeah. Thumbs so, up. who do you play in Overwatch? Ooh, I play Symmetra, which is. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I love not a common Symmetra. one. Uh, I hate I you both. What? You don't like Symmetra? <laughs> I Everyone love Symmetra. Symmetra. I love Symmetra. I hate playing against her. Nah, yep. yeah. uh, I have been playing her since day dot and every one of her abilities has been changed and removed and given to somebody else and I hate it yeah, yeah. she has been yep. probably the most time. yep no she's gone through the most because she I remember when she was once a support yep yeah no back when she oh, was I an forgot support, she was a support a yeah far she was out yeah no um, my favourite version of her was the second version 
when they did minor changes and whatnot, and they took away her ability to give everybody a shield instead of healing. Yeah. But her orb would still go through shields, and her lock end would stop uh, bouncy little guys like Genji and stuff that would just constantly hop over you, and you just sit there and lock on. It's just like that stop, was good fun. Stop, yeah. spre- stop pressing spacebar. It doesn't work. She's a completely but different character the funny now. Thing, yeah. The funny thing is, when they took out the ability for her orb to go through shields, guess what the next meta was? The goat meta with shields being a problem. Mm. It's just like, oh, well, just give her back that and it solves that entire problem. But no, uh, I love Symmetra. She's my main. I had over 300 games played with a 98% win ratio at one point. So, yeah. That's... that's I I like to go into games and anytime someone picks Symmetra on my own team, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to rate your Symmetra plays now. (laughs) And surprisingly, those that actually listen and me give them tips and whatnot, by the end of the game, they're usually playing better. So I'm not the best. I'm not the worst. But I like to have that good eye for things. So tell me, you've been in the Overwatch 2 I have, yes. How have you been finding it? In the trenches. Thoughts? (sighs) Opinions? Uh, it's both good and bad for different reasons. I love the fast-paced of the game sort of idea, the pushback, uh, especially the push maps, the pushing the robot bo- back and forward. Uh, there's definitely some heroes that need changes, such as Symmetra, Torbjorn. Um, the way that I like to analyze it is in regards to the time to kill. So how long does it take for you to encounter an enemy and then you to be able to do the threshold of damage for them to be able to die without healers without tanks that kind of sort of thing yeah and a lot of the um hit scan enemies uh, soldier widow that kind of sort of thing it's very very quick which uh, matches with the sort of gameplay but then you've got characters like uh, may torb sim that take a little while to amp up their damage mm. um or set up with the turrets and whatnot that uh, just don't fit into that fast-paced gameplay anymore because they don't have a shield really to hide behind it's constantly moving the point especially with torb's turret um setting that one up once it's set up you can do a decent amount of damage but as soon as you move around a corner and it loses line of sight or anything just gone so there's definitely some hero changes that they need to do and as far as i'm aware blizzard's aware of these ones needing change but they've not implemented anything as yet so i don't think they're having another beta or test of any sort before it comes out so Mm. we'll have to wait and see whether they've changed enough for these extra heroes that they've not put any time and effort into yet but as for the actual game, uh, it's looking like it's going to be a lot of fun. I like the fact that it's free to play. It's going to bring a lot of people back into it. Um, but at the same time, the new loot boxes or lack of loot boxes is going into oh, the new yeah. financing. Um, trust me, I'm all for financing games, especially as a future game developer myself. But yeah, the pricing that they've put out for some of these uh, cosmetic skins and whatnot seems a little ridiculous. So if, yeah, if you someone's too. listening Sorry. in... If someone's listening in and doesn't know quite how uh, bad it sounds, um, yeah, it's worse than I thought. It's worse than I thought. It was. It's worse than I thought. You yeah. two cleared things up for me. Yeah, at least for preliminary questionnaires and stuff that are going out to players that play the beta and whatnot. Yeah. What's uh? What's the so if Situation. you've played Overwatch before or haven't played it at all, they've got different sets of skins and quality of skins and things like that. And uh, Overwatch 2 is introducing a new mythic level, which is allowing you to customize certain colors and items and things like that. They're looking at putting these skins at around 45 US dollars for an individual skin. And yes, you'll have some customization around on top of that with unlocks and whatnot as well to have certain colors and achievements and things. Yep. But yeah, for the initial purchase, you're looking at for an individual hero 45 bucks. And the important bit of US context bucks. that US I was dollars. missing before is that these aren't things that you can obtain 
in-game through like just random loot boxes and stuff this is stuff that you if you want it you have to put you have to buy it yeah uh which is very different to overwatch yeah yeah at least with the loot boxes there was a random chance of getting it and you could get credits and whatnot eventually to purchase it yeah but yeah no these ones they're entirely just real life real world money that you're having to purchase it for i'll admit the loot box system always seemed a bit easy to me in that i played a lot of overwatch back in the day and at least by the time i stopped playing so much i owned almost every item in the game and i owned every item for the characters that i wanted to own them for so i i didn't really feel compelled to spend money so i i get that they want a new system especially because they're going free to play but it just 45 that's it's expensive it's it's going from micro transactions to almost macro transactions like that for a decent steam sale game or something that's a full game or two if not more it's like i feel like that's as much as the first overwatch game cost yeah i'm just i was just looking that up it's actually a bit more bit more that's it this is saying that the original price of overwatch was 40 us dollars yeah, no, I could see that, especially for the just base standard version of it, not collectors or anything else like that. Yeah. About yeah. the same when you translate, but yeah, a couple of dollars, give or take, than the entire first game of Overwatch. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I feel like the backlash for that will, they will understand that people, people don't seem willing to pay that much, and I hope maybe they... I mean, I guess some people are if you're looking at the Diablo guy as well. (laughs) I guess, The Diablo guy. Oh, my God. Hello. Who is that? Hello. I've taken over the airwaves today. Far out. I've just returned from my uh, field trip with the brown couch. Hi, Ronnie. Hello. Welcome to Zen Games. people keep sneaking into the studio? (laughs) (laughs) This place is just... It's just meant to be you and me, Zara. It was just... No, I live here. It's just been one of those nights... Far out. Yeah, no. <laughs> I keep getting angry. <laughs> I keep getting it's angry. We need to find some news that's good for the gaming industry coming out. Um. Yep, that's pretty much the opinion for the past <laughs> the, like, the three, thing, four months. The thing that brought me joy was the fact that The Sims 4 lets you do curved walls now. Or oh, it, does that's it? That's coming. See, what, that, what like cost? That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what expansion pack do I have to buy? Ooh. No, I think it's a base game thing. I don't know. I haven't looked into it that much. Yeah, maybe give it a little bit of time before you look into it. Yeah, yeah. you might have these walls wanting to date family members. So you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. We've um, been waiting for you, uh, listeners. I'm very chill. I was going to say, I am neither calm nor collected. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been more calm and collected before in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're a bit out of control here, but that's that's not a problem. That's the spirit of 4ZZZ. I mean, it is, but in a good way, because you love us. Yeah. Um, but right now, we're not going to talk to you. We're going to continue our journey to find inner peace. And we're going to let Paul take you on a journey to Last Call BBS. I had a quick look. I don't know what the BBS stands for. I'm hoping Paul will tell us. Let's hear it. Yeah. If not, bad job, Paul. Bad job. (laughs) (laughs) 
Last Call BBS is the last game by cult favourite developer Zaktronics. And by last game, I don't just mean the most recent, but the last game the developer will be releasing, as they have now shuttered. If you've never played a Zaktronics game, I put the blame for this squarely on you. How could you? From Space Chem to Opus Magnum, it's been critically acclaimed title after critically acclaimed title. It is, if nothing else, proof that the system simply doesn't work. It's time to dismantle society and create something new, something where humanity can thrive and support each other, allowing us to achieve more than we ever dreamed. Back to the review though. Zaktronic games are typically puzzle games about designing algorithms in some way. Infina Factory, for instance, had you physically manipulating blocks to create more complex items in a 3D production line. What really gets its hooks into the hardcore fans though, wasn't just solving the puzzles, it was the leaderboards, which compared solutions in a number of categories. I know from several AAA game developers that this competitive angle kept many a top level programmer up late at night trying to squeeze a little more efficiency out of their designs. While Saktronics released a few outliers, such as the visual novel Eliza, most of their games fit roughly into this mold. Complex but accessible puzzle games for the nerdy computer enthusiast. Now Last Call BBS goes all out with the concept and more. If you've never used a dial-up modem, it's likely you don't know what a bulletin board system, or BBS, is. In the long, long ago, the internet wasn't much of a thing, and instead we had local servers we would call directly, effectively just a computer in someone's house. Once logged in, you might post some messages, trade files, and possibly even play some multiplayer games. Last Call BBS is a stroll down a fictional memory lane, on a fictional computer system called the Sawayama Z5 Powerlands. From the system's operating system, you'll be able to dial into the Last Call BBS and download a small collection of software. This will include you waiting to download the software and having to dial back up once your data allocation is exceeded. Is it insanely gimmicky? Yes, of course. But it's joyful and it's not like there aren't other things to do in the short wait times. So it's a 90s themed PC minigame collection. Almost. Take out the mini part, actually. Behold a collection of eight pretty complete games in a fictional OS wrapper with storytelling. How meta is this? Well, the fictional games you're downloading from a fictional BBS on a fictional computer system in many cases are pirated by fictional wares groups. And that's a fictional combo that makes me giggle in a very concrete way. As you explore the system and play the games, you will unlock messages, speaking of the period and games, and whilst entirely fictional, are based in a reality of real games and culture. For people like me, it's a big nostalgia hit. And for those who weren't there, it's a look into a world that really will not return. If you just care about the games though, well then you've got a bit to choose from. Zaktronics has a great history of putting a new spin on existing ideas. Almost all their games have a variation of Solitaire included, for instance. They even released a standalone multiplayer solitaire game called Nerts last year. Not to be left out of the tradition, Last Call includes not one, but two types of solitaire. Your card cup runneth over. And whilst they're good solitaire games, let us instead use our short time together to talk about some of the other 90s inspired madness. Dungeons and Diagrams is a Pacross-like of sorts, where you place the walls of a dungeon in a grid with only two rules to guide you. All the dead ends have monsters, and the treasure chest exists in a 3x3 room. Such simple rules, and my brain had all new patterns to learn and overcome. It's smartly paced, and the puzzles will become truly devious. It is amazing how complexity can come from such a simple basis. 
20th Century Food Court is more in line with Zaktronic's programming games, except in this case, you are designing assembly lines for serving food. This is also one of the games where you'll encounter those leaderboards I mentioned previously, that show you where on the curve of players your solution lies. It also captures that special Zaktronics feeling that I first experienced with Space Camp back in 2011. Things become complex in such a logical way, it won't be long until you look at your solutions and think, I'm a goddamn wizard! No other games make me feel like such a gosh darn genius. Until I look at the leaderboards, of course. Steadforce Hobby Studio took me by surprise. Not so much a game as a toy building sim. Virtual, legally distinct robot kits. You snap the pieces off the plastic frame, put them together and paint. Of course, I then worked out I should paint a lot before I put them together. My first attempts were hideous, but it's relaxing. Since it's not a game as such, you can express yourself with how you paint and apply decals, but really, I just found methodically putting the plastic kits together to be a really satisfying activity. Here may be my favourite game. Not because it's the most clever, but because it captures the spirit from back in the 90s where you might acquire a small game and have absolutely no idea what's going on. All the other games in this package have instructions. Not this one. In XBG, it's spelt X-B-P-G-H, your guess is as good as mine, The Forbidden Path, you'll find yourself in a Cronenbergian Geiger-esque world of aliens where you are tasked with programming DNA to make statues of flesh, bone and metal. How? Well, that took me a long time to work out, because as was pretty common in those days, there are far fewer rules of game design, and as such, an alien interface could feel totally unintuitive, which is honestly part of the fun. There are a couple of other games, such as Chip Wizard Professional, which will have you designing silicon chips, and Hack Match, an arcade gem matcher with a single-player campaign and local multiplayer, but the point here is that there's a huge variety of substantial gameplay experiences to have, and whilst all different, paints a portrait of a time and culture very successfully. Not only that, but you can add your own BBS systems to the game via JavaScript. If you visit the game subreddit, you'll find people designing all sorts of experiences you can load into the game. It's a fitting last game for the developer that made so many brilliant games for the PC enthusiast crowd. They may not have ever made that breakthrough hit, but this collection is a love letter capping off a brilliant body of work. Also, who knows what the future will bring. I doubt this will be the last notable work we see from these developers, even if under a different studio name. Last Call BBS is available on PC, via Steam and Game Pass. It will set you back around $30. Thank you for that, Paul. That was a lovely review. It Thanks, was. Paul. I um, feel enlightened now that I know what BBS stands for. Big I do stuffy. like our brainstorming for what BBS could stand for. I liked big, beautiful sound. Yeah. Yeah. I had big, bad salmon. Yes. Yeah. Which is... Actually, imagine if a salmon was coming for you. I'd be terrified. They're pretty big fish as they well. Are they are really big yeah. fish. Like they ha- and they have like a sort of like a... They almost develop a sort of a beak yep. kind of thing. Um, Wait, I haven't so seen it. Would take Wait, you're allergic to you're salmon? Allergic to fish. To fish. Oh, oh, that's oh, so sad. We are going to fight them off for you, Maylee. Thank you. I'm going to f- just with my fist, just like, pow, pow, pow. That's me I fighting really the salmon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got any other BBSs? 
Yeah, big bad Stocky. Shout out to Stocky. Yeah. Shout out to Stocky, who is neither big, big nor or bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just the station manager, so he's the station dad. He is the station dad. Benevolent, um, beautiful Stocky. Yeah. Benevolent, oh, oh. beautiful oh, Stocky. I love yeah, that. that's even better. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. I hope you heard this. Name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gonna be yes, Peter? Uh, Putting you on the spot. Yeah. Bring back Stonehenging. Oh. <laughs> what Stonehenge? Well, Stonehenge, you definitely know it was just some drunk teenagers. Oh, yeah. Just oh. putting up some rocks and going, <laughs> So, you know. Cool. Drunk Making teenagers monuments yep. for future generations. Yep. Yeah. Just okay. like, oh, this will screw people in 2,000 years. Yeah, that's pretty that. much it. Oh, and they just that. happened to be drunk enough that they got all the mathematics right yeah. for the location and everything else. And I believe that. Yep. I've, I've seen what drunk engineers can do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's... I love talking and being here, but we've we've spoken so much. It's almost uh, the end of the hour. Oh no! Yeah. I feel oh. like I just got to the station, but I've been here since like two this afternoon. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm raising my eyebrows at you. Oh, I feel well. like a, you're a disappointed parent. That is oh what no! <laughs> no, I'm very proud. Yeah. Very proud of you. I'm proud of everybody yeah. here. I'm proud of you, Peter. Oh, thank you. I'm yeah. very proud of you, Maylee. Thank you. I'm proud of Stocky. I'm proud of everyone here. What about our listeners? Our I'm listeners. proud of our listeners too. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I love you, listeners. Aww. I'd love them more if they subscribe next week. Yeah. <laughs> just a uh, radiothon. Yeah. I'll love it's them if they can ever give me a proper high five. Is it hard to oh. give you a high five? Yeah. I'm six foot nine. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> That yeah, is. Yeah. high five for me is like over eight foot. So. No, we can get stilts. It'll be fine. <laughs> so what uh, What beautiful message should we end this up and down roller coaster episode on? Have a good night. Have, Have fun. Tea. Mm, um, tea. If you get yourself, if you're finding yourself too mad about something, listen to some music. And have some tea. And have some tea. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lesson I've learnt. Anything negative isn't a negative. It's just constructive criticism portrayed bad. That's beautiful. Wow, that's very wise. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time. time.